what flies in the night as it glows. Bigger than fireflies and bats, who knows? Bigger than barn owls, dark as the crows, but never with feathers, who knows? Back to Counting Cryptids, episode number 16. Tis 16, I believe. Uh, that quote in the intro was from uh, our very good friend, Jonathan Whitcomb. We don't actually know. No, we don't Jonathan know. Jonathan Whitcomb, for the record. Found that on the internet. Thank you, Jonathan Whitcomb, for your lovely poem. Contribution to the internet. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he, he wrote that poem about today's topic, as you might have guessed, because that's why we put it in the intro. It is It is specifically about the Ropin. It's about pterosaurs. The, the poem is about Ropins. Today's episode is more broadly about pterosaurs. Pterosaurs and a little bit more in-depth about that particular one. Yes. Um, thank you again, Jonathan. Also, really thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, Jonathan, thanks. I know you're listening out there. And I guess also every, every, everyone else. Yeah, thanks. Hi. Hello. Hello. Official hello. I'm Connor. I'm yeah, Jacob. I maybe already told you that. A pterosaur, I mean, you're probably familiar with a pterodactyl. I would yes. assume everyone out That's there is... That's pretty common uh, ancient bird. I'm going to say thing. dinosaur at some point in this episode. During the dinosaur uh, era. Ahead of time, I'm aware that it's not technically a dinosaur. This is this is in the first like couple of minutes of the show, putting this out there. I'm aware. I'm gonna say it. I know I am. But they're actually flying reptiles, Jacob. According to Wikipedia, flying reptiles that lived during most of the Mesoic, uh, from the late Triassic to the end of the Cretaceous, 228 to 66 million years ago. Uh, Pterosaurs are the earliest vertebrates known to have evolved flight. Their wings were formed by a membrane of skin, muscle, and other tissue stretching from the ankle to a dramatically lengthened fourth finger. Uh, Early species had long, fully toothed jaws and long tails, while later forms had a highly reduced tail and some lacked teeth. Many spotted furry coats made up of hair-like filaments, which covered their bodies and part of their wings. They spanned a range from adults as small as 14 inch. uh, The wingspan uh, ranged in size from adults from as small as 14 inches to around 39 feet, depending on the exact species. Ah, damn, that's huge. Again, that's just like the generic Wikipedia page on... Real quick, can you imagine a 40-foot wingspan monster? No, I cannot, but I was was stoked on the, like, 14-inch one. So the tiny little, like, three-and-a-half-inch tall dude. Like like Petrie from Land Before Time. Uh, Yes, except I think... What did we decide that he was? We looked into it's this. It's a species of pterosaurs. I, I believe it was terra, pterodon. It was a pterodon. Pteranodon or something. It was it was spelled weird when I saw it. There's an extra pteranodon. Pterod. Terra. 
Pteranodon? Okay, so pteranodon. I typed in how I would spell Pteranodon. P-T-E-R-A-N-O-D-O-N. Pteranodon. Pteranodon. That's it. Oh, it's a Pteranodon. It's a pteranodon. Fuck. Has anybody seen Dinosaur Trains? Because I think there's some Pteranodons in that show as well. I, I think it's a fa- like focuses around a family of ter- Tarant things. Uh, but that was what Petrie from The Land Before Time is what we were talking about. I don't know if that ever really fully got... Yeah, the got P- Petrie as well the as the, the, the flying dinosaurs in Dinosaur Train. I think there's about to be a war. Dinosaur Train! Dinosaur Train! I'm not familiar with Dinosaur ride, Train. Ride, 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 ride! The Dinosaur Train. Oh, the train. Dinosaur Train. Oh, so close. Hey, Mr. Conductor. I'm just going to go ahead and drink now. This is probably a good call. All right, similar... To the pterodon. Is that, is that everything you have about the pterosaurs? Uh, so I do have like a... <laughs> that was not what I expected to be the resolve of that. I have a small list of pterosaur sightings. Okay. I can yeah. do those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some more in-depth stories later on. For a specific... You, you, you name off your list and then I'll go into some of those stories. Okay. I say I have... Uh... About- I'm just going to run through some stories now because this, this one's going to be kind of a big one. This is really, there's a lot here and I got kind of carried away with uh, some other stuff that we'll get into later. So this, this one's going to be a little bit different. Um, I apologize if that upsets you, but y- you know. Don't be upset. Yeah, it's okay. Just You're embrace listening it. listening to Counting Cryptids. So, uh, yeah, right. Um, so real quick, I'm going to do a small list of some sightings. Shoot. Really quick. Uh, these are all from Thought co.com the company that makes you think <laughs> i don't think that's their slogan but uh should be it should be also not a sponsor but could okay. be <laughs> so <laughs> may 1961 new york state a businessman flying his private plane over hudson river valley claimed he was quote buzzed by a large flying creature that he had looked that he said looked like a pterodactyl in the early 1960s, California, a couple driving through Trinity National Forest reported seeing the silhouette of a giant, quote, bird that they had estimated to have a wingspan of 14 feet. They later described it as resembling a pterodactyl. January 1976, Hollingen, Texas. Teens Jackie Davis and Tracy Lawson reported seeing a, quote, bird on the ground that stood five <laughs> feet tall, was dark in color, had a, with a bald head and a face like a gorilla with a sharp six-inch long beak. A subsequent investigation by their parents uncovered tracks that had three toes and were eight inches across. Okay. February 1976, San Antonio, Texas. Three elementary school teachers said saw what they described as a pterodactyl swooping low over their cars as they drove. They said the wingspan was between 15 and 20 feet. One of the teachers commented that it glided through the air on huge bony wings like a bat. September 1982, Los Fresnos, Texas. An ambulance driver named James Thompson was stopped while driving on Highway 100 by his sighting of a, quote, large bird-like object flying low over the area. He described it as black or grayish with a rough texture but no feathers. It had a five to six foot wingspan with a hump on the back of its head and almost no neck at all. After consulting some books to identify the creature, he decided it looked most like a pterosaur. Uh, Any more? I, I, I do, actually. Uh, how many more? <laughs> Here, let, me, let, <clears throat> let me mix it up. I'll throw in a story of my own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this is a story that I found on a website. Um, it was a, it was not, actually not on the 
this exact post that I found this comment, but it was uh, posted on a, a article called Dinosaur Sightings, Are Dinosaurs Still Alive Today in Africa? Um, the comment reads, In 2010, I saw a flying dinosaur. Incorrect. You did not see a flying dinosaur. <laughs> I was driving a car alone on my way to pick up my sister. Anyway, I'm driving behind a man who is driving a minivan. I see the man looking out the window, which made me look up. And there was a huge flying bird-like animal above us. I looked back at the road and witnessed the man swerve off the road and flip his van into a field next to the road. I know he was afraid of what he saw, just like I was. I was stunned from the entire experience. Interesting. You said that was in Africa? Uh, It was on his way to pick up his sister. (laughs) It doesn't say it. I swear right before that. It's up the post that the comment was made on was called Dinosaur Sightings. Are dinosaurs still alive today in Africa? I don't oh. know if he was actually in Africa. Okay. But possibly. Well, let's say um, in Africa, they, there's a similar creature uh, referred to as Kongamoto. That sounds badass. Uh, they have a couple of reports on that. This is also still from that uh, thoughtco.com. Continuing um, the so, list. Yep. Uh, while others report of pterosaur-like creatures may have come out of Arizona, Mexico, and Crete, it is out of Central Africa that some of the most interesting anecdotes have come. While traveling through Zambia in 1923, Frank H. Melland collected reports from natives of an aggressive flying reptile they called Kongomoto, which means overwhelmer of boats. The natives, who were occasionally tormented by these creatures, described them as being featherless with smooth skin and having a beak full of teeth and a wingspan between four and seven feet. When shown illustrations of pterosaurs, Mellon reported the natives identified them as most resembling Kongomoto. In 1925, a native man was allegedly attacked by a creature that he identified as a pterosaur. This occurred near a swamp in Rhodesia, where the man suffered a large wound to his in his chest that he said was caused by the monster with the long beak. In the late 1980s, noted cryptozoologist Roy McCall led an expedition into Nambia, from which he had heard reports of prehistoric-looking creatures with a wingspan of up to 30 feet. I think we also talked about McCall and Michele or... Um, Amelie. Amelie, yeah. I, I believe so. Um, I again, that was kind of what I was going to talk about also, just because, again, we're right that back into that area, having these like living fossil sort of yeah. things. It's very interesting that a place like that, it is so remote. Uh, obviously, there's expedition there's but there there's not paved roads. Like there's not houses. There's, as far as I know, huts. Like they're they're not. It's not widely like yeah. Like it hasn't been widely surveyed. Like people there's, have. There is there. swaths of land that are not yeah. Yeah, large large swaths of land where nobody's been in a long time. Do you have that Gitmo one? Gitmo, what's that mean? Guantanamo Bay. Apparently there's some pterosaur activity in the Guantanamo Bay area in Cuba. Um, so there are some reports from eyewitness Eskin Sikun. And this is, his, this is his own words here. It was probably about mid-March 1971 when the C-130 prop plane arrived at the Naval Air Station, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. It was a beautiful, clear summer day. Most of the platoon was in the new barracks hanging out. I was looking in the direction of the ocean when I saw an incredible sight. I am an artist with a sharp eye for detail and was determined to drink in the visage before me for future recording on paper. I saw two pterosaurs flying together at low altitude, perhaps 100 feet, very close in range from where I was standing so that I had a perfectly clear view of them. The rhythm of their wing, 
The rhythm of their large wings was very graceful, slow, and yet they were flying and not merely gliding like turkey vultures do here in Ohio. The structure and texture of the wings appeared to be very similar to that of bats, particularly in that the struts of the wings emanated from a hand as fingers would, except that a couple of the fingers were short, and the other ran out to the tip of the wing, others back to the trailing edge of the wing to stretch the membrane as a kite would. The vertebrae of their backs was noticeable mostly between the shoulders. I would estimate their wingspan to be roughly 10 feet. Interesting. Uh, that's uh, Eskin Coon's pterodactyl encounter at Guantanamo Bay. Sounds like a movie coming out. That soon. sounds actually so badass when you say at Guantanamo Bay in there. Yeah, it just makes it make the way that you did that was badass. That was, that was sweet. Okay, I think we're gonna move move into a a specific easy, easy now. No, easy. I, I got no 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 no. Let's move in, let's move into the rodent. Yeah, that's what I was. I, I had one for light balls that I had under the same segment that I was. Uh, I'm gonna wait till after we talk about light balls. Okay, so uh, Ropen. We're going to move into Ropen now. R-O-P-E-N. Ropen. Ropen. He's Ropen up. Ropen. I'm out here Ropen. Sounds like something like a, a Western person would do. You're Ropen some cows or something? Rope, Cowboy? Ropen pigs. Oh, a Western person. To me, that means like a person from the United States. No, no, like a Western, like American Western uh, cowboys so, dude. Real quick, I just keep keep thinking of Ridley. From the Metroid yeah. series, like Samus, the the giant pterodactyl, the like yeah. robot pterodactyl, terrifying. Love it. I'm pretty sure it's a playable character in the new Smash. What? Yep. <laughs> There's like Dude. 103 characters announced right now. I need drink for this, but a that's fine. switch. Please donate to our Patreon okay. So we're moving. Page so we're we moving into switches. like a like a different, a specific region. Yes. And kind of like not like probably not like a one. Pterosaur, but it's just the the regional name for it is Ropen. Uh, I guess it's uh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, PNG. Again, most most commonly described as resembling a pterosaur. Yeah, there's quite a few sightings and um, some expeditions out there as, uh, in search of said pterosaur. Uh, believed to be nocturnal and live primarily off of fish, but there it's, is allegedly some tales of it dining on uh, human some, flesh. Some small children. Some long perhaps. pig. Uh, one of them was a corpse. Oh, a corpse. Talk well, a you can about have that. that. That's about it. Not uh, important. It's a good way to get rid eh, of things. You know. Feed it um, to the pigs. There's, there's also... Not good, actually. Don't feed it to the pigs. Also I think you can some... also get brain, brain damage stuff. Like when you eat human brain, I think you also get that if a pig eats human brain and you, then you would eat the pig. I want to say trigonosis, but I don't think that's it. Trichia I'm not a doctor. Uh, there's there's also reports of this bioluminescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in these as well, uh, I, I heard one individual describe it as uh, so bright that it was like daybreak. Okay. Some other ones are like just kind of just glowing orbs, glowing light. Well, I think that's more like higher up in the sky. Kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. Where you yeah, don't it's, have really it's a little weird on so the outline. There's again, there's other like regional names. Uh, there was one called the Dua D U A H. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure if it's just a regional name for the same thing or a different species. Uh, most of my research said that the Dua is much larger than the Ropen, but that could like could that have something to do with the age of the creature or just like the creature itself, like in the same way that a Great Dane and a Chihuahua are both dogs. Yeah, or yeah. like I mean, a greater also... distance in between where it was seen from in both cases, or like again, different people tribes. suck at telling like sizes or like 
tend to exaggerate more than other people kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, other, other potential uh, regional names are... Uh, Indava is one. Indava and Wawanar. Wawano. Guano. Wawanar. W-A-W-A-N-A-R. Tell us a little bit more about Ropen, Connor. Like we said, pterodactyl, pterosaur, bat-like wings. Um, A lot of the websites showed pictures of, like, large bats. Talk more about that next time. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Um, It means demon flyer. Yes, I I forgot about that. Um, I've never found what language that is, but... Literally every website is like, oh, demon flyer. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's, that's Common all, knowledge, yes. you ignorant pig. <laughs> if you didn't know that, you're also an ignorant pig like Jacob and I. <laughs> and 95 or more percent of the world. Was, real quick, was this anything that was like on your radar before? No, 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 not at all. You say like, yeah, the only thing I could think of that's like, again, like dragons or yeah. um, like the Thunderbird. I mean, pterosaurs was on my radar. There's actually been a lot of things going around um rupin the ropin specifically not a clue but uh definitely like i've seen some i, I think i've even shared some on social media some pterosaur uh sightings like recently um but I, the, I, I, that'd be interesting to see but uh, before that ropin not really you said you share those over on social media i do you can find those articles and more at facebook.com backslash forward slash just counting slashes <laughs> try both sl- uh, slashes either slash you'll probably redirect you there i don't actually know let's let's find out twitter.com slash count cryptid and facebook.com slash count cryptids those are the places you can find those also we have a youtube channel where you can watch us listen you can or listen, you can to, listen to, yeah and uh it doesn't matter it does you're already listening so thanks for that I guess the I saw the reported wingspan was anywhere from around 12 to 100 plus feet, depending on the region. I didn't see a specific story that really said that they were that big, and I feel like I had seen one that said that they were a little bit smaller. So it it kind of ranges a lot. I want to say one place I saw that the most common was nine feet, but that might have been for all uh, pterosaur sightings, not just specifically yes, Ropen. That's fair. I Ropen. didn't get. Like there, there's some that like describe it as like 22 feet long or like again eyewitness stuff. We, we've said this smaller. in almost every single episode. People suck at telling sizes. Yeah. Um. One thing I might add to our appearance is it's got a long tail. Yes. Um, it's. I mean, we've talked about it being similar to a pterosaur and possibly being a living pterosaur. Um. But the long tail that the ropin are known for are, nor like species of pterosaur had long tails but they were earlier species of pterosaurs um they're known as basal or basal pterosaurs i love me some basil just some basil mm. there's this interview um i saw on the jonathan whitcomb's face uh youtube page excuse me um of the interview i'll, I'll, I'll make sure i link to this video uh, of an interview with uh some individuals who live there on some sightings like eyewitnesses and one of them had identified it as having a seven meter wingspan, which is just under twenty three feet, and said that the tail, additionally, was another seven meters. Yeah, the tail is uh, often like uh, I I can't remember like twenty to twenty five percent or something like that of the body. I want to say like it had to yeah like twenty five percent was like the the smallest. It could really. be for the tail, twenty five percent of the body was tail. 
the length of the tail at minimum was like 25% of the body. Yeah. And other ones were, well, I guess the wingspan would be larger than the body. Um, some of them describe pterosaurs, and if you're not like familiar with pterosaurs, they've kind of got that horn thing at the back of them, their head. Yes. Um, uh, make sure I link to photos of uh, just yeah. like a generic, like a straight up pterosaur. Everything will be pretty straightforward in the, the links in the episode description. So check that out for like what exactly we're talking about. And again, I'm sure you've seen a fucking pterodactyl, so you know what it looks like. Yeah. But some, some people, I don't know if they just left it out because they're just like, it's a pterosaur, so they didn't like fully describe what it looks like. But uh, some of them just like made sure to mention the long piece coming off the, the back of their head the, crest yeah i think it's a crest crest is a good word crest pterodactyl crest hello hi hello microphone hi how are you uh i've got a few stories i'd like to tell you about our good friend rope ropen okay oh yeah i believe unless you I had some things. other stories oh, about ropen okay. but i don't oh, remember yeah. if i actually did strange we have things about ropen mm, i don't mm. think i do i thought i had grabbed some um, how might how might you encounter a a ropen? Well, again, um, nocturnal. So you go out at night. Uh, yep. In Papua New Guinea. Yep. I assume. What was the name of the that island? Oh man. Oh boy. Um boy. Um boy. Um boy. Oh man, we got to get that out of here. Um boy. I I, I would just go there and kind of like hang out at night and look up. Maybe kind of go to. There was like a crater lake where there had been some previous sightings or something. Yeah, there's some some like a few places quote actually. unquote hot spots, but it's it's not like a fantastic place to go. Like allegedly, there was like on this guy's expedition, I believe it was Jonathan. Uh, there was a, a separate tribe who was not happy that they were there and were allegedly going to like go and try and intercept their thing on the way to wherever they were going. Yeah. So I, I don't really know Dangerous a ton about place. the area, but I guess that was uh, something not, to look out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, not com- like competing but, tribes. But, uh, that not in in account. You know what I mean? You go there at night and I guess look up some maybe yeah. some night vision or uh, infrared infrared glasses, UV spectral, maybe a things. really really tall ladder. Uh, I mean, preferably a camera. Yeah, I mean, if a you're looking, you better bring binoculars. A camera. So, okay, night vision binoculars. Um, some bait? They're not that noticeable on your face. Some, some <laughs> You got to bring some bait. Oh, that was in that one, too. They put a, a dead... Shit, something. They put something in the tree for bait, and then they put a couple of tuna in the fish, like, the next day to bait a pterodactyl. I, I don't really understand. That sounds not enjoyable. I don't want to even bait birds into coming towards me. Those are the steps yeah, you should again, take. Yeah, again, just, just go yeah, to I mean, where it's being seen primarily. I mean, this yeah. is specifically roping, I guess. Uh, they're pretty common in Texas, too. And So uh, yeah. one of the things, I guess I'm going to start getting into this now a little bit, that some people have are attributing like some UFO sightings to uh, yes. pterosaurs or just like birds glowing. Yeah. Which well, I have a can of worms to go into about that a little bit later, so we're going to put a pin in, in glowing birds, but the bioluminescence of the the rope in specifically, and I guess pterosaurs, maybe like some people are attributing that phenomena to the UFO phenomena. Yeah, like some people in Marfa, Texas, who uh, 
go to Marfa, Texas, which is the worst name for a town. Marfa? Marfa. Marfa. Hey, where are you from? Marfa. From Marfa? Marfa, Marka. You, you say my mother? M- mother? Mar- Mar- Marfa. 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 Marfa, Texas. Uh, it's near the border probably, of actually, we Mexico. Have, I feel like we have a decent amount of downloads in Texas. Probably shouldn't talk the about, about Lights, <laughs> The Marfa Lights in Marfa, Texas is a mysterious light show, light show in quotes, that occurs over the skies of Marfa, Texas, near the border of Mexico, dating back to the 1800s. Um, it's like this mysterious light phenomena that like people like go out a few times a year to see. And like, apparently it, the lights stay for a couple days to like return for a couple days. It's interesting. Weird. I, I don't know what it would be, but some people believe that it's UFOs, spirits, and then on today's topic, pterodactyls. If you live in Texas and know anything else about that, I would be interested. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Or yeah, maybe you've been and seen it or whatever you think it is. Either this or that, the other thing. Just let me know. That'd be cool. Um, Social media? Yeah. Uh, let me let me, let me me easy into the, the thing we are about to divulge in with a little story. Just give me a just little, little, intro, little story? Little, little, yeah. Little rope and lubin. <laughs> so, <laughs> this has an interesting start because I don't know what year it is. Um, it's some uh, some stuff from Paul Nation. Um, he has made numerous trips to um, the area to to specifically investigate these creatures. Um, this one is said to have taken place on October twenty seventh in. 2000x um deciding that he saw described a large yellowish glow um approximately 20 to 25 percent of the size of the full moon um the glow was observed until it flew behind one of the volcanic peaks um it left no trail twinkled around the edges apparently um it only lasted for a few seconds um there was a statue made by some unknown artisan that shows a medicine with a reptile creature on his head. Um, the creature displays a lizard-like ear, fork, tongue, and long tail, and is said to be a depiction of that creature for some reason. I don't even know why those two were in the same paragraph, but it's apparently they're tied together in some sort of way. Um, but Paul, Ma- Paul Nation has like taken pictures of these glowing uh, they look like orbs in the picture that I saw. I, I think that was in 2006. He he took that specific picture that I saw. We'll try to you know link to that for sure. Um, and the people in his time or in his area specifically called it the Indava, like we mentioned at the top of the show, which could be the same name, same creature, different name. So glowing, glowing things, Jacob. Tell us about the glowing things. My oh Jesus Christ. So this Strap is, your seatbelts on, yeah, folks. Yeah, this is going to get a little bit fucking weird here, guys. So this is kind of like this. This is kind of like wrapping it up for me when I do this, though. Is the only thing. That's fine. Do you have much more? I, I've got stories. First one I've got here is in 1944. An American fighter pilot, Dwayne Hodgkinson, who was stationed at a military base in Papua New Guinea. Uh, Dwayne said that he and his comrades were going up on a heavily wooded trail when they came to a clearing. Dwayne described a loud noise and a creature that took off down the trail and then flew into the air. Um, 
he instantly recognized the beast as a pterosaur and uh, described it as having a long snout, a long appendage on the back of its head, and enormous wings. Uh, he was interviewed in 2004 by forensic videographer, who we'll hear more about in just a minute, uh, Jonathan Whitcomb. We've heard a lot about him already. We've heard some things. Um, he found the story very credible. A year later, Dwayne was also interviewed by another roping investigator, Garth Guessman. Guessman. Yeah, let's let that sink in. Uh, he videotaped the interview and then shared it back with Whitcomb, who convinced him. Like it, the, the interview convinced Whitcomb even further that it existed. Uh, later in, I guess not later. Uh, in 1994, there were some local fishermen that saw a large flying creature fly over Lake Punge somewhere. Um, they immediately informed a research group uh, on the um, Umboy Island in PNG in 1997. Uh, seven native boys climbed into a crater lake, crater lake during daylight the boys knew of the legend of the ropin but uh, knew that it only came out at night so they weren't afraid of going in there apparently um they were very surprised what happened moments later when a giant beast with a 22 foot tail and a mouth like a crocodile flying across the lake all the boys ran home in terror as you would yeah why yeah crocodile mouth flying well, twenty-two foot long that, tail. That sounds like a, a a pterosaur. I mean, the the older iterations, longer, the snouts, earlier ones had teeth. had teeth, had like kind of longer and had a, those the long tails. Yeah, definitely, definitely could could have been That's a pterosaur. Fucking weird, man. Very weird. Um, Were it, they all huffing paint? Um, I cannot confirm is, or deny. <laughs> that is not an accusation. I'm just being facetious. Uh, Alrighty, so in 2004, the staff at Genesis Park conducted a three-week trip to the remote island of Sayasi off the western coast of Papua New Guinea. Um, they, fought, they, were, they were there to follow up some intriguing reports received from the coastal communities uh, on the south of the island. Uh, a lot of, there was apparently a lot of alleged witnesses that were questioned about their encounters and then their Credibility was carefully tested by the use of black and white profiles. Forensics people or something. I help me out. Okay. Don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. I had mentioned it briefly earlier, and I don't have a ton on it. There's, there's an interview. I believe it was this Jonathan Whitcomb. It was. I I had seen it on his YouTube page. I assumed that he was involved in it, and it was. He also went there. I believe he did. So I think this was from his interview. There was an interview, uh, with with some locals, and one of the man's one of the man's one one local man who. Uh, was telling about uh, stealing a corpse from a grave in 1949. Again, I will link to Metal. to the interviews and just the video that I found um, that is in the description. It's it's definitely interesting. Like I don't I don't fucking know what to make of it. So please confuse me more. Do you have more stories? That's it for my stories. All right, all right. Ready all right. to get in. So we're gonna double back and do the that that light thing here. Lights, camera, action. action. Okay, so. I have, I have to read a lot because this is all coming from atlasobscura.com. It's just fucking bear with me. It's going to be, it's going to be a little bit and you're going to uh, be like, Jacob, I don't understand why you're telling me all this information. To prove a point. I, I have a theory here. Okay. So again, all, all from atlasobscura.com. We're, we're on the road to getting off the fence. 
present me with your argument. I have a lot of reading to do, so I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself. So it's going to seem like I'm off topic, but I promise you, you do not have to drink for this. It is on topic. Ultraviolet light uh, ranges from about 100 to 400 nanometers. Uh, Humans can't see it, but a fair number of birds can access at least some part of the spectrum. Studies have shown that seeing UV helps birds with all kinds of tasks, from finding foods to differentiating between their own eggs. Some, like grouses, use it to more effectively forage for bilberries, which start reflecting UV light when they are ripe. Uh, This brings us to the first secret bird brightness, uh, UV reflection. Quote, there are probably thousands of species of birds that have UV reflective patches on their plumage, uh, explains naturalist Scott Widensall. The plumage is like chest, stomach area? Uh, it's just a bird's feathers collectively. Oh, plumage, okay. Plumage is just sense. their feathers. I got it now. That's common knowledge. Uh, explains naturalist Scott Widensall. Uh, these include starlings, many tropic songbirds, and a whole lot of types of parrots. It is difficult for us to imagine exactly what this looks like to the birds because we can't see in UV. The sensory experience is inaccessible to us, but researchers with spectrometers have determined that these patches play a huge role in bird society. A male and a female parrot that look identical to us, for example, might have UV patterns that make them look vastly different to each other. This influences mate selection. Many chicks have ultraviolet markings on their beaks so that the parents know where to put the worms. This, however, is not what is happening with the puffins. They are displaying a different type of glowing phenomena, fluorescence. There are certain substances that, when exposed to UV light, absorb it rather than reflecting it. They then emit visible light in response, often, to, often in surprising color. When you shine a black light on something, it suddenly pops. That's the same. It, it's, that's because it contains the same materials of this kind. Fluorescence, too, is not uncommon in the bird world. King and emperor penguins have glowing beaks, uh, as do many other species. Many parrots have fluorescent plumage, which, when combined with their UV reflective patches, add even more pep to their mating displays. I'll pep in that step. Most owl species have fluorescent wings a quirk that was also discovered accidentally by a rat researcher named Bruce Colvin in the early 1980s. Who is a rat researcher? Somebody's got to do it, I suppose. So now that I have showed this little bit of work and you have, be- you have born with me. Born? Bared? I was not born with you. I, I don't know how it works. I am not your twin, Jacob. Uh, but, I, but basically, I can safely tell you that many birds, many species of bird glow in ultraviolet light. Yes, uh, owls and, yeah. Owls, penguins, there's, there's a lot of species of birds. So UV Many radiation birds. now, real quick, is the highest in areas suffering from ozone depletion and areas near the equator because there's more sunlight in the equator. Additionally, higher elevation is a factor when considering UV radiation as well as black body radiation, which is created from heat. Uh, so what I'm going to say is that maybe there's areas where there's concentrated amount of UV radiation whether that be natural or unintended consequences or some combination of the two. And sometimes when the right birds fly through it, they glow. Because apparently glowing birds is a fucking phenomena that just happens. Like, there and elsewhere. But I, maybe, maybe the birds are even attracted to the pockets. That's not ultimately really important. But, like, could the lights just be birds that are glowing? Because the triangle pattern that those lights go in is not uncommon, but again, then we're back on like the U. Some like not all the UFO phenomena, but like some of those weird sightings, just like being like a flying V of fucking geese. I don't know that geese specifically glow, but you know what I mean. Just that formation that you see common. Yeah. Uh, 
This is just it's it's fucking weird, man. Like let's put this out here. I I don't know if we addressed it at the beginning, but this is a theory that primarily Jacob has come up with, not seen on the internet anywhere. That is true. This to, is this to, is my own. Yeah. Just pretty much I, disprove that they are pterosaurs. I'm sorry. One more time. This is your your theory to disprove that they're actually pterosaurs and they're just they're just birds that are bioluminescent. I think so, but because because again that all comes in with feathers, which from my understanding pterosaurs had a little bit of fur, not feathers, and everything appears to be a pterosaur. So, it and, I mean it doesn't explain the size if it is that big and the the very long tail, but right. some of this glowing could it just. Could it just be like a weird UV radiation thing? Yeah, the video uh, maybe, you showed maybe me I'm was not pterosaurs. There's, there's a lot of fucking bullshit photos and fucking hoax fo- videos, and it's there's a lot of Loads. bullshit out there. Like, There's a lot on a lot of things that fucking suck, but this one, there's the, some of the worst fucking photos and videos I've seen people trying to pull off is like being legitimate. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's embarrassing. If you're listening to this episode and you created a bullshit image for this, how dare you? You're a turd. I am reprimanding you. Well, okay, real quick. What, wh- where are you at? What do you think? Uh, I can't tell you how much I want there to be real live pterosaurs right now. It's a 50-50 for me because I, I want them to exist because that'd be fucking insane. Also, it would be fucking insane. They could... They're terrifying. Yeah. I don't like birds, as is. I hate birds. Large flying reptiles falls well, into I don't that like category. reptiles either, so that's like combining two terrible things. Fucks. It's like sharks with chainsaws. Or laser beams attached to their heads. Uh, I have to get off the fence. I'm just telling... I, there's, I, okay, I do so there's, this blanket thing. There's a lot thing. on this. Like it's, we'll probably have to do like other specific... like region region specific names and stuff about that because there's this this one's really really broad so it's 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 a little bit different than the traditional episode format but like it's it's still pretty much the same fucking thing it's a little bit broad still but again you know what a fucking pterodactyl is and in these instances it just appears to be a pterodactyl there's not anything special about it other than the fact that it's alive so where where do you stand there's a lot of sightings a lot it, but they could easily be a lot. I mean, there are some that I'm like, I don't know how you could mistake that for like that. Like if it was a bird, I don't know how you think it's a pterodactyl. A hundred percent. that it's, like describe it in detail and like are like instantly like those ones that I'm like, they're like instantly recognized that it's a pterodactyl. Like in, in plain you daylight. You know what a fucking pterodactyl looks like. Right. <sighs> You also know what a bird looks like. I mean, okay, so again, um, I don't think I mentioned this, but a great blue herring is like four feet tall. The wingspan is like seven feet, almost eight feet, I think. Like, they're big birds. I've seen them very close. They're fucking tall. It's a little bit weird. It's kind of unsettling. Their wingspan is huge. Like, I see them flying out every once in a while, and I can't even believe how big they are. Like, honestly, fuck. You know what? No, no, no. Uh, me and the wife, I'm just now remembering this. We were out walking at Ada Hayden one time yeah. and there was one flying and we like stopped and watched it. It was, it looked so fucking big. I was looking at it. And I was like, is that a fucking pterodactyl? Like I remember thinking that. Okay. I literally, 
Great blue heron. I don't know if they're herons native to that region. However, a heron similar bird I'm sure exists in the area. Probably or something similar. Lots a of tropical dork, birds. Something like that. That's like a similar in shape. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's and the, okay, okay. I'm I'm developing a thesis theory. I'm not a scientist. Um, so birds fly herrings with their legs heron out. Yes, the legs out behind them. Possibly could be a tail. Oh, okay. So then the legs would look like the dude. That's a, that's something. This is good too. I don't know if they glow. I don't know if there's and any they, research on that. And tropical birds often have like feathers on the back of their head. Also, could be con- confused with you know the spine on the back of a tear. Uh huh. Like the little thing on the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna need to get a UV flashlight and head out and see Test on some birds. if hair, great blue herring glows. Oh, Jesus, that sounds terrifying. Can you get a high-powered one? Yep. I don't want to get any fucking near those things. Get like a shark, get, get like a shark cage and stay inside of it. <laughs> and let it come to me. Yeah. Get some bait out. Get some bait, some seeds or something. Some no, fish, some probably. Fish, dude. And, and that would make sense that eating, I, I don't know if they're carnivorous. They are. They eat fish. They eat fish. I don't know if they would eat a decomposing body. But I mean, that's birds kind of savage. A, that's kind of a one-off story, though. I didn't see that as like, they stole it from the grave. But again, I I don't. This is kind of a, a strange anecdote. I believe the individual who was telling it was like second party. Like he wasn't the one who yeah. had seen it happen. I could be mistaken. I will I will double check on that as well. But and I'll link to some photos of great blue heron. But I. I Maybe some flying ones. You can see that leg. Maybe great blue heron. Yeah, I, I will get some some like, like. where you it, you can see really what I mean. I, again, the the wind span is fucking unbelievable when you see it. What you easy ten feet? Uh, seven. I mean that's. I mean if I saw it and I was like, oh shit, that's a big bird. That could be ten feet. Like yeah, that's easily the thing. You easily like say ten. Add like, three when feet I, to it. it was just, it was unbelievably big. Like. When you see an eagle, you know it's an eagle because you're like, whoa, that's big. It's like that or a fucking turkey vulture. Like, those are also big. Uh, yeah. Those are those are very large, and a herring is like how tall? Heron. Her- herring. H-E-R-O-N. I'm talking about that fish stuff. Is that not what we're talking about? Pickled herring? Are we not talking about pickled herring this whole time? No. Nah, I'm just stupid. Yeah. Some... some, some uh, Heron look the the tail I could I could do away without or I, I could do away with the um thing on the back of its head but I I think a lot of people point to the wings being as like a a, a dead giveaway almost especially if it's flying the wings are described as being like bat, bat. wings yeah. definitely not like regular wings these birds are typically aquatic though like I right. they don't, I don't they they do a little bit of swimming like i lived by a pond for a while and there was a bunch of them out back and i saw the many times i saw them just like fucking with fish they'd get a fish they'd catch it and then they'd like let it go and they'd swim around a little bit and then they just fucking go grab it again fucking weird dude they're Absolutely. very strange behavior but i don't know if like they look much different if they get really wet uh i i think they're like feathers repel water pretty well like i bet they probably shake it off and then fly away, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so I, I, it's got the feathers at the end of the, the thing the that could look like fingers. 
they could. I'm poking holes in your pterosaurs. I'm sorry, New Queenie. Uh, so I, I looked up back. We're talking about the the wings looking bat like. So you know it could if if it was a large bat, I doubt it. Um, there are some very large bats. Uh, this uh, I'm looking at the large flying fox. It's got a wingspan of uh, four to five inches, like four to five feet. Yes, like that is large. It's a big a bat. bird. It's a big bat. Excuse me. Uh, like ma- they're they're known as mega bats. Like. Yes. I mean, that's badass in itself. Oh, 100%. But, uh, yeah. They've got pretty small bodies, no tail. They, their faces don't look... that. Their faces are a little more smushed than a, a typical pterosaur. Yeah. It's... I'm looking through. Okay, uh, what I will also mention is that there's something called a winking owl, Ooh. also known as a barking owl, found in parts of uh, Papua New Guinea, as well as Australia. How you doing? Uh, and uh, owls were on my list of the uh, bioluminescent, yep. or excuse me, the um, fluorescent. Uh, they shine like pink and purple primarily, which the lights are described as orange, but I think maybe could be you could kind of get away through, with through it. Through the it's atmosphere, a bit different. yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. They're in the air; it's high up. Shut up! Don't don't argue with me. Again, I'm just saying it's it's not necessarily 100 percent the answer, but like you you, you got to admit, like that's it's a little bit compelling. I don't think I'm. I don't think I've officially come off the fence. I think I do this every time we get distracted by me not knowing what I, I think and finding more information. But uh, off the fence, it, there's another explanation. There, there. It's a, it's a bird, or honestly, it could be an airplane. If for some reason an airplane has metallic things on the bottom, paint, whatever, could be an airplane. I'm not saying that any of them, to, to me, stuck out as an airplane, but a lot of them, I'm just like, I don't think that's a pterosaur. Uh, there, there are some interesting stories about it that I, I can't say aren't somewhat true or have some truth behind them, but I, it's, it had to have been something else. It's, it's, it's fucking weird. Just like every single one of them, it's fucking weird. There is, okay, there is heron for sure there. So I have something called a Pacific heron, a great build heron, great egret, intermediate egret, many pied heron. There's many heron. species of, of heron and similar, as well as... Uh, uh, no, you said herring. Some, uh, some darters, which also kind of have a similar... Nah, definitely not a darter. But it's also some spoonbills. A couple of spoonbills. And uh, ibis. Again, things, these, these larger, like waterfowl... Welcome to counting waterfowl. <laughs> I, again, if we're talking about like, yeah, it glows. That's the only thing that was like out of the ordinary, really. Uh, but it's just, if it's... Don't you think then that like maybe the lights would be something that like maybe we'd be able to see then if it, all it is is just like a hair and glows? Or are we not somewhere where there's like enough UV radiation concentration for it to that like natural phenomena to occur in those specific locations so that we would witness it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Lucas, I think you're in Australia. Man, if you, like, it's that, it's that same region of the Earth. Like, maybe you have some insight. Like, we would definitely be willing to, like, get told. If, like, if you live, like, in that area, like, or, like, by the equator even, like, do some research for us. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to know, is it not north of australia or am i it is and i don't know if i ever knew that it was like right by australia i almost said something and then i didn't it's uh, north of australia i don't know if i knew that 
All right. Did you ever get off the fence? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's a pterosaur. I don't think it is a living dinosaur other than a bird, because birds are living dinosaurs. Let that living be known. fossil. What they refer to them as. No, they're not fossils. Not they're not alive. birds. The like a pterosaur. Yeah, like uh, in the dinosaurs and things things of that nature. There it was that uh, would Stinks, still be exist, yeah. like that you think are extinct for a really really long time, and they then aren't. yeah yeah that's living fossils is what they refer to those as. Okay. It is not a living fossil. It is a current fossil. So a it's bird. a future fossil. That's why I'm going to call them. Yep, future fossil. Future fossil, um, as I am. I, I, can't, I can't say that I know it all. I definitely think there's some weird things out there, some unexplained things for sure, but in general, not a pterosaur. I, I'm on the same belief. I think uh, when I started feeling, again, like a, this, this glowing birds thing is fucking weird to me. Like I didn't really realize that. And I don't yeah. know if that's like that UV, like I don't think lights necessarily work in the way that I think they do. And like, I'm definitely a fucking idiot, but like, again, we had, we had talked about like, I said like way too many times right there. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, we had talked about um, uh, black body radiation. Yeah. And I don't think that that's really enough to do anything until it's, much hotter than it can be here, but the area has areas of higher elevation. There is right. volcanoes there as well, where you have heat and things of that nature rising, and smoke and dust getting in there. You can affect the atmosphere and the the UV within Definitely. that as well. So I don't know how all of that works. I'm not a scientist. I don't know shit about how light works because that is way more complicated than my brain has over room my, for. Over our heads, for sure. Annoying as hell. I'm dumb. Actually, but actually, it is. I, to me, whether it be a natural phenomena or not, that is something of an explanation in my mind. Yeah. I, I And when you can kind of see, like, again, I saw, I didn't think the wings looked like a pterodactyl, but the size of it and everything, like, when I saw one, kind of thought it was a fucking pterodactyl. Yeah. It was unbelievably big. I thought I was going to get swooped. That would be very interesting. I'm a large man. I thought yeah. I was going to get swooped by a bird. They're, they're large, yeah. Not not pterosaurs though, they're not a pterosaur. They're not. But uh, you can let us know what you think on social media: Facebook dot com slash Counting Cryptids and Twitter dot com slash Count Cryptids. Uh, let us know what you uh, think. Whether you think it's real, whether you think it's a pterosaur, whether you think it's a bird, whether you think it's a airplane, a UFO, whatever you think it is. Yeah, just let, let us know. know. We, we want to know. Maybe um, maybe there's places in the time space continuum. That have uh, torn a little bit, so they're not quite as thin, and things can like kind of fluidly go come and go in between the two. Are you, are you talking about like four D birds, fourth dimension birds? Not necessarily. I'm saying just like maybe the Nazis figured out time travel, brought back pterosaurs to Papua New Guinea, and uh, re- just release them into the wild because they got bored of them. I don't, I'm not sure. It's not what I think. I I think it's more like um, like you would rift. like not like not like you would even be able to, something that you would be able to physically interact with, like on on a whole nother level. Yeah, like an echo almost. Like if a pterosaur threw, flew through this location so many times, there were so many pterosaurs that th- flew through one location. If you were high enough, could you see it? Yeah, I've never been that high. I've been pretty high, but yeah, that's diff- different kind of high. I think. I think you know what I mean. Like, oh, elevation. You're talking. About, oh, okay, okay. You're talking about elevation. I've never been in a mountain that high. Uh, last time we talked about the Snallagaster. Who do you think would win? 
between a Snallagaster and a Pterosaur. Uh, fucking specifically, Ropin. Yeah, let's narrow it down to just... The, the Demon Flyer. The Demon Flyer. You good old Demon Flyer. You know what's funny about the Demon Flyer? We didn't mention, real quick. Additional, if you made it this far, you can learn more things. Um, a Extra lot, credit. Mm-hmm, a lot of the, like, research and websites on the Ropin are, like, u- uber, like, religious, like, christian basis it's uh very creationist uh, absolutely yeah it is what it is it's honestly very weird it's very weird that this is what they're focusing on right now it's a little out there like flat earth like that's one there's thing. also a lot of stories of people just seeing pterosaurs or these glowing things flying around whatever it is in just all over like yeah, again everywhere. when you start to like look into some of this people leave comments on these YouTube videos like, yeah, like I, I saw a bunch of these like over in Chicago. I, I kind of did some research on trying to look into it and it brought me here. I don't really know where else to go. Yeah, I don't know where to and share this story. There's like forums of people like asking questions about stuff and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like I've never really heard of that or other people was like, yeah, you know, I've seen something kind of similar. That's weird. And it's, it's really strange. Yeah, if you've seen one, we would love to be first to know. 100%. Also, you didn't answer my question. Who would win? Oh, who would win? Ropin Snallagaster or, or Ropin? Snallagaster. Or just a pterosaur, whichever you think has Both the greater dragons, advantage. eh? Eh, no. A flying reptile and a... Dragon-esque thing. Tentacled mouth monster. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't have my notes on this my computer, on my computer for the Snallagaster. Actually, I probably do. Um... I have to give it to the Snallygaster. I think. I would agree. There's a little bit more to the Snallygaster other than a pterosaur. Like, pterosaur doesn't have any. He could swoop on the Snallygaster, maybe grab him, but he's pretty large. Metallic beak and metallic claws. Yeah, are... yeah. The Snallygaster's got some def- defense and offense. I believe the Snallygaster has a size advantage, too. Uh, I believe uh, I believe so. Wingspan is it's the size of an different. airship. Yeah, so I gotta give it to Snallygaster. I would say Snallygaster as well. I think that's a pretty um, unanimous one. Yeah, but fucking whatever. We'll see. Seen, you know what I mean? Again, like it's. I think some people on social media think that's just like which one do you think is more real, or which one do you prefer? Which one do you like? Yeah, I think uh, not on Facebook. On Twitter, I think is one hundred percent is kind of yeah. what some of that is, but. Head over to Facebook and let us know what you think about that one. Who you think would uh, would win? And we'll do those results on the next episode. Yeah, um, but also we asked the same thing last time about yes. the Snallygaster and the Tatzel Worm. We did. I've got those numbers, Jacob. Give them to me, Connor. I so on Facebook, our, uh, our favorite Facebook page, facebook.com slash counting cryptids. Uh, we've got 77% Snallagaster up against the 23% Tetzelworm. Sorry, Vanessa. Sorry, sorry. I think uh, Lucas wins that round. Lucas, congratulations. You are the first contestant on counting cryptids to win a 1v1. Should just do. I don't know. Who I don't want to drive a wedge between the community. It's a uh, friendly uh, competition. 
Okay. Uh, over on. Well, but I don't think that's. It wasn't about like picking which yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that you thought was like this one trumps all other ones or you know maybe what I mean? we should and, promote that <laughs> but then also got at the, the same ultimate time, cryptid let us know but then at the same time though then you're just like how, what order do you go in how yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean like who are you putting up against who because that that makes a difference too because the fucking jackalope was in there like honestly the best way to submit um cryptids to us is versus like pick two cryptids you want to see fight and we'll cover oh, that. Oh, that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, honestly, if you have one, we've had a couple, a three, three. Or four now. Uh, we love doing them. So, I mean, we just want to know about your cryptids. Just let us know about your cryptids. But if you if you're like into the this, versus portion, give us two. This this roping was something that just we found while looking up pterosaurs. Yeah. Like it, it started as another thing. Evolved into pterosaurs and then evolved into rope and and then evolved back into pterosaurs. It's kind of a weird. Again, sorry if you're upset about this. You probably didn't make it this far. Uh, what about Facebook? I told you. Facebook. Did you tell me Twitter? I did. I didn't get to Twitter yet. We. What about Twitter? Diverged. What about Twitter? All right, over on Twitter, uh, similar results. We've got 86% Snallygaster, 14% Tetzelworm. Well, maybe I'm wrong then, because those numbers seemed more appropriate to like hey i listen to the episodes or like know what these things are some of the other ones in the past have been like jackalope somebody specifically jackalope there was jackalope a a surprising number of votes for but i mean unless you're smart unless you're being a smart ass which i'm okay maybe you just want to watch the world burn again that's fine yeah dude go ahead and let that happen we're here to provide the facts okay so head on over to social media and answer this week's poll again uh pterosaurs or ropin whichever you prefer we'll probably say ropin versus uh snallygaster yeah the ropin versus snallygaster don't really not really sure how to quantify that but it's the end of the episode so i figure at this point it's blah, 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 too blah, late. blah 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 <laughs> again there'll, there'll be a lot of pictures in the the episode the show notes the description whatever the fuck you call it be a bunch of stuff in there so check that out too yeah. uh until next time this has been counting cryptids X. We're done here. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. If you want to get your two cents in, answer this week's polls on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Count Cryptid or Counting Cryptids on Facebook. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to chat, you can email us at countingcryptids at hotmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell your friends. He's been Connor. He's been Jacob. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another fascinating installment of Counting Cryptids.